Hello, everybody, and welcome into this edition of the PHNX Rising Podcast, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Edwin Perez, alongside my partner, Owen Evans, uh, and behind the producing desk. I know I'm usually back there, but my boy Sean's back there. What are you there. doing here, Edwin? I, listen, What's the, after my one mistake, you told me off, so we had to bring in the GOAT producer himself, Sean DePaz, a Phoenix Rising fan himself, too. So, I mean, we were going to have a great show with him. Yes, sir. I'm not here to replace Ramon. Don't get it. Let's not get it twisted. I'm know. here to replace Edwin, though. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what happened after he wore that England kit one day, and now... Yeah, this is his. It can't be repaired now. It's more about Sean kicking me out rather than me replacing Ramon. Let's just get mm-hmm. this straight here before we oh, start yeah. this. But make sure to like and share this podcast. Again, we always bring you this great content. We love to continue it. So make sure to do that and follow us on Twitter. We promised some people that if we hit 500 goals, we'll do something. I know some outrageous shouts have been already said that you've already mm-hmm. declined, but. Mm-hmm. If you want shout to see- out to Phoenix Rising Nation, who apparently is wearing a London Donovan t-shirt to the Rising Opener now. Yeah, I mean, that just That's shows the power fun. of our Twitter, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be funny. I mean, if you don't want to wear the Lane Donovan shirt, wear what Owen's wearing right there. The PHNX Rising shirt. Make sure to check it out on PHNX Locker. You can get all sorts of gear, just like that beautiful bird up there. I mean, come on. Game, starting game. We Everyone's got to be wearing See, here, that, right? Here's the question, right? Because you just called it a bird. Is it a bird or a burb? It's, that's probably the most controversial question that's going to be asked today. You put me on the spot. Now everyone's going to come at me because they love to call it the soccer burb. Yes, I am team bird there. But listen, if you call it a burb, I'm not going to judge you. People <laughs> are going to judge you, though, for the decision you just made. <sighs> I'm sorry. I mean, let's just hope that they come for you rather than me. But at this point, <laughs> they're going to come for me because I am not Ramon. Again, let's put that, that, that clearance out there. But he'll be back with us. But Owen, we, we came here to talk about one thing. Obviously, that's the good old rising. They have a double header coming up. They do, they do. Uh, closed door double header tomorrow. That's uh, going to be not streamed. So good luck to the fans. Um, <laughs> the good news is is that we will be there. Um, so we're going to be putting out content from there. Make sure to follow along uh, as usual on at phnx underscore underscore rising. Double the fun. <laughs> double the underscores. Double the fun. Right. We'll be putting out video clips. Uh, I'm sure throughout the the evening. But yeah, it's. It's interesting because we're going to have two different teams that we really don't have a huge amount of knowledge of what they're going to be like this season. Um, one of which, for more obvious reasons than the other. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking about this. We, we got two, two preseason games, right? And obviously, these fans are very reactive to these games and, you know, they're, they're expecting a lot. But we're going into a, a territory that we don't even know. I'm assuming that mm-hmm. Rick and the club are also wondering what are they going to face come, ra- come Friday. But, hey. We'll find out, at least. I mean, you you kind of tease it a little bit. The first matchup with Valley United, 5.30 p.m., a mystery opponent, you said. We only kind of know at least one name, maybe a few of their... What can we really expect out of that game? So, in terms of looking at least at the um, what, what the coaching staff know, well, we know that Rick did watch uh, Valley United's game against Sporting Kansas City. They drew that game nil-nil. Uh, it was just before when Rising played uh, SKC. And we know that, you know, some of the guys like um, Jason Johnson, right, a former rising player, he was training with Valley United. It does look like he's now left. And so you've now got Valley United who don't really have any players uh, announced, at least, which is, of course, a problem when you're trying to preview a game. There is one guy who we know. We know that Ricardo Velasco is with the squad, right? 
He's a local boy. Yeah. Just south from here, uh, Pinal County is where he grew up. Went through the system, playing for RSL's academy. Went off to college. Played in Tucson for Rick. That's why we've heard Rick name drop him a few times. You know, played down there in FC Tucson. Had a good run of it down there. Ended up going to Monarchs. Did pretty well at Monarchs. He's a striker, by the way, uh, Ricardo Velasco. You know, he scored eight goals in 2016 for Monarchs. Got six assists. And that helped him on his way to breaking into the MLS side. Problem is, once he got into that MLS side, he got arrested and then convicted of sexual battery and served 45 days in jail. That's kind of ended his professional footballing career, right? He had a brief spell where he was in El Salvador. He then went to, or tried to move to FC Arizona. Um, and, you know, it... That one had a lot of backlash when he first signed there. I know that multiple national news outlets, I know CNN and others were covering when he first signed for FC Arizona, which for an MPSL club is incredible. That doesn't happen. And ultimately, he never really played a game for the club. So we don't know what he's been doing for the last few years, um, really. Uh, And now he's suddenly with Valley United. He's the only guy we actually know is there, but... We don't know what he's going to even look like now. It's been years. Yeah, it's it's a mystery. Like, it, it kind of fits. It, he fits this game, you know. It's a mystery opponent. It's a mystery that he's on this team. So what, what are we going to expect Friday? In their first three games, they uh, they haven't given up a goal. So defensively, they got something back there. We don't know who it is, what it's going to look like, what what we can expect tactically. But at least defensively, they can, they're going to give rising... A struggle maybe we're gonna learn a lot maybe about that number nine spot whether it be greg hurst or maybe in repetto back there so, i mean in, uh front so i think that element at least will be interesting for the game aren't they going to be who we uh rising faces in the u.s open cup yeah so mid april well early april sorry it'd be yeah. somewhere between the fifth to the seventh we don't yet know they're working on tv schedules that game will be at casino arizona field now of course we don't know if this Valley United team will be the Valley United team they ultimately play then because it's preseason, right? And the thing that goes hand in hand with not having a lot of announced players is that it's very possible that they don't know a huge amount about what this squad is really going to look like. They may well have a lot of trialists out there. We'll see what happens. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I know that Rick made comments about their last uh, their last game against Sporting Kansas City and he was commenting about how, you know, it was something that, they, you know, they battled in that game. He had a team of, of really hardworking players with Valley United. So I guess we're going to see that tomorrow. I mean, I, I, that's you put it perfectly. I mean, that's what it's really hard. Good it's hard. It's, it's so it's, hard to preview a team really, that yeah. you don't know about. I mean, even Jeff put it in the comments, what's the DraftKings over under on this game? I mean, I mean, what can we even put? I mean, I, I, I one and even, a half? <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's going to be a lose goal. Like, I mean, it could be... We could show that anyone could be playing for Valley United. We just don't know. <laughs> they could pull someone like, from the street. We've got a team where we know maybe one of their players, yeah, right? Absolutely. We don't know where they're playing for their home stadium. Mm-hmm. We know they're playing in Nisa, which That's is true. a mess in and of itself. Yeah. Um, it, it's just weird, isn't it? It's weird going to a game and having genuinely no idea. Because even when Rising played uh, Sporting Arizona in the yeah. Cup years ago, Sporting Arizona as an amateur team... Right? Yeah. We at least knew something about some of the players that were there. Yeah. But these guys, we got no idea. It's it's such a mis- I mean, I even listened to some of the podcasts that, you know, some of their content that they've released. And then even they kind of have made a mystery. They said they got three core players. 
And then after that, they're still trying to figure out who's going to be on the squad. I mean, this is why they say the preseason is so important for Valley United. It's like they're trying to figure out who the team is coming the season to get ready. But, I mean, other than that, what other scouting report can we really give? I mean, I've just looked on their Twitter. This is literally it, right? This is all we've got. So they went boxing a couple of days ago. Uh, they're playing the game which says closed door subject to change. That's not subject to change. On <laughs> Tomorrow's game is closed door. Um uh, but that's it. Like, it's, there's <laughs> literally nothing to go by. Uh, I, like, I know we were talking about Louisville, and it was like, oh, we don't know, you know, quite what they'll put out because it's yeah. preseason. But this is just a whole nother level. No, this is like deep, deep. Even if you had all your sources and on that, you wouldn't know what this team is going to put out. I mean, I even know I did deep research that they were in Puerto Penasco, Mexico, like four weeks ago, searching for players, and that they found some for the U23 team. So, I mean, I feel like I know a little more about the U23 team rather than the team that we're going to see tomorrow, but we'll find out. <laughs> or maybe it will be the U23. We really don't know. <laughs> a team we do know about a little more. Let's talk about that because I feel like we can't talk about the unknowns this whole show. We got to give at least some content. That's Detroit City, 730, the Nisa All-Stars. There's a familiar face there. Yeah, yeah. the Nisa All-Stars. So <laughs> there is a familiar face in there that most rising fans will recognize or maybe not um as the case may be given that he didn't actually play uh, a game in front of fans yeah. last season or he may have done in tucson i think in it was in tucson yeah he may have played wasn't... in tucson in preseason but he didn't play a single regular season game i don't believe for rising no and that's declan win yep. so yeah he came to rising didn't really do anything after a, a serious injury that caused him to miss over a year you know yeah. so he was trying to work his way back into professional football, and clearly Rising was not the place for him to do that. He ended up getting loaned out to OKC Energy. Didn't have that bad a season there, given that, you know, he is, well, he, he's a fullback by nature, but he's someone who can slot in when you have that back free um, if you're going with more free central defenders. So, you know, he got, what, four assists last year for OKC Energy. That's not bad for a, a player who's playing in those kind of positions. Yeah, more stats than he put up here. <laughs> it's not necessarily someone that you'd expect is going to set the world on fire, the no. USL team. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you you look at the team that Detroit have got. You look at some of the guys they brought back. You know, Nate Steinwasher yeah. has spent pretty much his entire career with Detroit City. Brief spell in the lower leagues in Sweden with a club that I can't even work out what league they're in. Okay. You've got Matt Lewis, who spent some time with Swope Park Rangers in USL in 2018. But also, as recently as this past offseason, was playing in the Major Arena Soccer League. So, yeah, yeah. that, that yeah. tells you the state. Then you've got Stephen Carroll, who's an Irishman who spent the best part of his career playing with Detroit, including when they were in NPSL. Maxi Rodriguez, there's a guy who's actually got something to him, you know? He's not necessarily the most creative of midfielders, but he's strong in the tackle. He wins a lot of duels. He spent time with San Antonio and with Richmond, actually, in USL, Ooh, wow. okay? okay? Yeah, so he's got some... He wins a lot of duels. He's got a good presence in the midfield, even if he isn't the kind of guy who'll be pulling the strings and creating chances, right? But then you look at the others. You've got Connor Rutz, who's only ever played for DCFC. You've got Pato Botello, a striker from Mexico who scored four goals in Nisa last season in 16 games. Like, you know, he really set Nisa a lot. And that's, bearing in mind, right, Detroit City are effect, were effectively Nisa's super team. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the best that they can there offer was, Nisa. Yeah, yeah. There, there was very little competition for Detroit in that league over the time they spent in there. So if you weren't absolutely dominant in that league, 
What makes you think he's going to step up? Yeah. If you really, like, what's the step, like you, like you mentioned, what's the step up? Like, what's going to change this year? Because it seems like this team of last year, you know, if we call them the Nice also, the, the superstars, they're not adding anyone of substantial, like, level up that's going to change the game for them. You know, we, we mentioned Declan Wynn and all them. It's going to be a similar squad that should be able to dominate the lower level. So he's not going to produce stats out of nowhere. I don't think he's improved over the offseason, put in X amount of work to flip that four goals into, what, 15, 16 goals in a season? Mm -hmm. So I just yeah. don't think there's going to be significant <laughs> progress, at least. So I, it'll be interesting to see, though. Come come this season, maybe in the preseason, we'll see. Is he a, is he a changed man? Maybe. I mean, I will say there's one person I think that you maybe were being a little bit unfair to. There, one guy they brought in who does have a good amount of USL experience, and that's Antoine Hoppner, right? Okay, that's fair. He could be a really big spark in yeah. that team. Yeah, he, he struggled last year, okay? Although he did get a few more goals last year than normally he does. He scored four goals last year for Lou City. His assists did drop off, but in that 2020 shortened season, he had seven assists for Lou City. That's true. Right? That's not bad, given that there were only 16 regular season games. Now, in the midfield, I think, you know, and he's also got a really long history in this league, by the way. He goes back to 2014. He's been around a lot of clubs. If you wanted a guy who was the kind of person who would help you to, uh, you know, make a statement coming into this league, he's the kind of guy you'd want as an expansion club. The problem is that I don't think they've really gotten in the pieces they need around him. Okay? So, I mean, again, right, even the other guys they brought in have got USL experience. Brad Dunwell from OKC. He was a bench guy in OKC. He passed the ball around a lot. What did he do with it? What did he do with it? Yeah, nothing, nothing. Right? Four key passes in 22 appearances. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you said, I, maybe I unfairly, you know, I, I got to give credit to you. I unfairly put it just a whole label on the team. You're right. That's a, that's a key addition. But I feel like tactically, though, we're going to see a similar similar kind of setup as last season am i wrong i mean are we gonna expect that come tomorrow a, a detroit city side that's it's gonna look like last season well we don't entirely know for obvious yeah. reasons yeah. right it's hard to, to track a lot of these things i mean tactically one thing we do know about them is that they like that back three they have the three defenders two wing backs but they're not a really wide team going forward they typically play with two forwards yeah okay so a lot of their width is coming from those wing backs which is interesting because it does mean that with a team that likes to really push their wingbacks forward and they have wingers in rising, we could see that they're going to overload those wings possibly. I mean, even with right five at the back, which is kind of what it is, but kind of what it isn't, it's a fairly positive tactic from Detroit, right? They like to bring the game to the opponents, which admittedly, I guess we've kind of, we'd expect in a league like Nisa where they were completely in control of that league really, right? Yeah. Now, do they change that coming into USL? Maybe. Um, I mean, the, the guy they've got in charge, Trevor James, he's, he's not a, a daft coach. Yeah. You, you wouldn't have thought so, right? Yeah. He may adopt something that's a little bit more negative, that is looking maybe to concede less goals rather than score more and, and just see how that works out. But, I mean, yeah, at the moment, that's all we can really tell. Yeah, but so let's say they do go end up tomorrow ending playing that five back. Are we going to see rising kind of try to counter that or are they going to stick to the their guns of the 433 kind of or maybe experiment i mean i've seen experiments and of a 442 especially you know with hers and pedo up there i mean what does rising come out with if they do come out with that five back it's interesting because you you think that 
It's not just about results, obviously, this yeah. for Rising, right? They, if the, if Rick wants to try the four four two out, he might well try it against them just to see. You know, it, it what Rick's not gonna not gonna do going into tomorrow, I think, is plan on what he thinks will be the tactic that will necessarily best go against what they're gonna bring specifically. If he wants to try something else out, he's gonna try that out. Um, I think one person actually. Sorry, I was just looking back at my notes oh, and I realized there's one person we forgot to mention from Detroit, and that is of course that Billy Forbes is on trial there. Oh, well, he yeah. was in trial there, right? Yeah. Uh, at least around about a week ago, right? We knew that he was there. He was shooting images from the Detroit City uh, clubhouse. Now, he's a guy who who does have experience in this league. He has scored a fair few goals over the past few seasons. And, of course, he's kind of familiar here, Yeah, right? He name. played here in Phoenix Rising. He was a bit of a disappointment here, to be honest. Then he moved back to San Antonio, got released from their midseason. We don't really know why. Um, they've never actually expanded on that as to, to why he got released. Um, but I mean, I know that here from his time here, he wasn't necessarily the most liked person in the clubhouse. Um, and so when you look at a guy like Billy Forbes, he's a guy who might be good for them in terms of his footballing ability. Um, especially for a club that, uh, probably going to struggle with some of them making the adjustments up, but I'm not sure he's necessarily the guy you want in the clubhouse. Yeah. I mean, given I mean I, the fans know who he is, and given the history and and what he's done, I don't know if that's the best best thing you know best name to have around there. But hey, I mean we we may see him out there. We don't we, we don't might. know for, we, we, might we don't see know him out for there tomorrow. It's not for certain though that he signed with the club, right? That it was just mm. a trialist, correct? Well, that's our understanding. We know yeah. that he was training there, um, and we know that Detroit had several trialists on the books. I mean, look, it's it's one of the classic examples where footballers who go on trial or are about to sign for a club seem to sometimes forget that their social media is a thing <laughs> and that when you post things, people can see what you're posting. And when you post stuff that is very recognizably in a certain location, yeah, we know like, I mean, Owen will find out. In that, ca- in that <laughs> Owen case, will do he, his he'd, he'd, he'd been posting videos from the car park at, in Detroit, and he said in Detroit, and then inevitably, uh, he made a very you go out on Google Maps, you look it up, and you're like, oh, I know where that is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can put you can put a, the two together, but I mean, at least from the Detroit side, I think that's going to be the true test. I feel like, I mean, obviously, Value United, nothing against them, and I'm not saying, you know. You, I'm crapping on them or nothing like that. But this is like the USL side. This is the new USL side. It's going to be something that, you know, Rising can truly test themselves against these new these new clubs in the USL. Because, I mean, they're going to face Monterey Bay come the season start, and that's going to be a new club. So they're going to have to respond to what a new team, what a new 11 and a new manager can do against Rising. So at least that can test them. But, I mean, overall, when, when we leave Friday, though, we got a doubleheader, obviously. What do you want to see from Rising? Like, what what's your big expectations, or maybe something that you want to learn from the team? Because I'm, for me I, at least, it's going to be that number nine battle between Rapetal and Harris. What's what's that situation in the center back situation? We talked about how mm-hmm. who's going to be that number four, and you know, getting fitness and you know, staying healthy. But what what do you want from from that these doubleheader? I think that one of the things you mentioned there really is the the most important thing in terms of um, you know what what we're looking for the next couple of weeks is who's going to get that number nine spot because one thing that we know and we've seen in the past with um especially happened with rick um in the past with how he rotated the goalkeepers when you had uh both carl watinsky and zach lube in there is that often whoever would start has the advantage right 
That's their spot to lose. Yeah. And if they're a little bit shaky, then the other one comes in. And ultimately, it's whoever hits form at the right time. Yeah. So if you can secure that starting spot now, get yourself out there and hit form as soon as the season starts, you're probably going to lock up that starting striker spot for the entire season. And... I think that that's what's interesting because we really don't know who ultimately Rick wants to go with. Does he want to go with with Greg Hurst? Does he want to go with Claudio Repetto? We really don't know. They're both slightly different strikers. Repetto's a bit taller, a bit more of an aerial striker. Um, but they both like to come deep. They both like to come deep and get involved in the midfield, um, in the build-up play. So it's interesting because we also haven't even seen either of them score in the preseason. Now, yeah. caveat to that slightly, of course, it's the goal. We'll never know if it was a goal. The flag that went up, who knows? Who knows if Repetto scored that goal? Who knows if it was offside? The fans give it to him. The I fans mean, are giving could, it to him, yeah. The, the chat oh. gave it to him and when we talked about it. I mean, like Pat, Pat says right there, small sample size, but Repetto has looked more solid. I think mm. he, right now, would have the edge on that. I think he definitely does have the edge at the moment. And part of that is that how he came in, right? This is a guy who has scored at this level. He scored nine goals for Charleston last year, whereas Greg Hurst is a guy who's only scored in in you know this country in League One. Yeah, and as well as he did down there with Union the Union Omaha, almost go. stumbled over that. There one, we man. go. Um, you know it, it's not quite the same replacement for the experience that he has that that Repetto has in, in the Championship. And someone that we haven't talked about, I feel like he was listed as a number nine when he was transferred to Richmond. Is Richmond a, a legit option for that number nine, or is he going to drop back to another kind of maybe wing, maybe off the bench, come come off, you know, for maybe a Marcus, maybe even a Greg Hurst? Because like you said, he was listed as a number nine when he when he came into Rising. He's a different kind of number nine, though, I think. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to see. He gives a different tactical option there in a way that, yes, there's a difference between Repetto and Hurst, okay? There, there is a difference there, yeah. but not as stark as the difference we're expecting almost from Antwi. And, and Richmond is a player that has also got quite a lot of unknown about him. Um, yeah. This is a guy who's played his entire career in Africa. He's got a lot of goals in Sudan, um, but ultimately we don't quite know how that you know, translates into what his performance will be like over here. Um, and he's also young. He's 21, as, as Jed, they're saying, it's one for the future, right? So he's got a future here, you'd hope. He signed on a multi-year contract. He's young, he's 21. Maybe he'll get some minutes, especially if Rick goes with a 442, as as has been mentioned. I'm not entirely sure whether we will see that. You know, it's it's only last year that we had the whole, oh, we're going to try with three at the back, and then that was tried in one friendly and never seen again since. Um, but it, I think that he may have a role there if they try and change things up tactically. But beyond that, maybe maybe he plays in a different position. Maybe he goes out on loan. He's probably just more of one for the future. That's fair. No, that's fair. I, I, I just felt like we haven't talked about him because like for the last preseason game, he was in street clothes, correct? And we didn't even, mm-hmm. we didn't even see him any minutes. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's something that's pondered, you know, maybe... He's going to probably have that maybe super sub kind of role, get some minutes later in the year, maybe even for the Open Cup. Mm-hmm. Let's say they do make a deep run. I'm not making assumptions here, and, and don't quote me on this. Don't 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 clip me for this. But if they do make a deep run, it so could we, be We'll some... clip that and put that on social media tonight. <sighs> don't blame me. Don't blame me if they get on and the I'll first round. And I'll retweet it every time after they, uh, you know, if they struggle to win a game. <laughs> Most important question. <laughs> Most important question about this doubleheader. Which trial is going to do the best? <laughs> 
<laughs> I got Charles number six. I think he's going to put a shift off the bench. <laughs> Come on. I, I, the fans love to talk about I don't Charles. know how many trialists we're even going to have. I think we're actually going to have a lot more named people this time because we're going to have Academy kids. And they often name the Academy kids. Yeah. That's like Blaze and... Um, yeah. Oh, I'm forgetting all their names now. It's a shame. We're out Nile Dunn there now. You know, our favorite Academy kid, unfortunately, is, is not available. Where's Ansu? Ansu, I'm not sure. He was injured, wasn't he, last year? He, he had was. a really bad injury that ended his season. Um, it's entirely possible that he comes back. In fact, I think that we're going to see them at centre-backs, some kind of uh, Academy kids, because they're short on centre-backs. That's, that's a good point. Will one of these Academy players step up and take that number four role? Well, Nile did it last year. That's true. That's the question. So if one of them step up, do you think that Rick's going to avoid the loan? Because, I mean, it seems like the obvious answer right now is to bring someone else from maybe an MLS side and bring him on loan and maybe get him some minutes. See, I stand by it's not that easy because you really have to be able to give him minutes. That's like, true. It's, especially now with MLS Next Pro, it's that bit harder because they have a team to play for. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not like... It used to be where it was either you're playing for the under-19s or, well, a lot of them weren't even able to play in that sense. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's it, interesting, isn't it? I mean, it, it adds definitely a different element to getting that number four role. So maybe maybe the, the response is going to be uh, an academy kid that we're going to see come tomorrow. I mean, come on, the Niall Dunn story, I mean, if you followed it, he, t- he, t- he turned from nobody to a fan favorite. I mean, you saw him in Tucson before they even signed him. He I looked mean, really good in those preseason games, and that was a rough preseason for Rising. I mean, you know, we, we're we sitting here talking about a lot of stuff. Now, if this was a year ago, we'd have been talking about, are we concerned for the home opener? That's true. That That's how that preseason was going at this point. You know, they, they'd struggled. Losing to Omaha twice was, was rough. Losing the... You know, on aggregate to Colorado Springs was rough. You know, th- those were not good games. Getting absolutely demolished by New Mexico. I mean, that was that was a really hard one to swallow. But I think after last season, they learned that let's not take too much into the you know results. I mean, we saw last year and all the shouts that happened after all the losses. People said Rising are going to be bottom of the table after this preseason, and then they showed up right first game. So I, I'm expecting. That fans were like, okay, let's let's calm our expectations with this preseason. Let's be real here. Let's get you know, fitness is the importance here. Gain the team chemistry and all that, and we'll get that figure out by game one. So I think maybe that element has you know tempered the expectations of at least mm-hmm. the preseason. Um, but let's let's take a little quick break. Hoop fans, that's right. We are back from the All Star break finally. I mean, come on, if you're gonna bet on this on the Suns, it's the time to do it. The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, uh, between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Come on, you gotta hammer it. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the NBA with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your money, cash, whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. That's right. You see it right above me, PHNX. Bet just $1 in any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus, Arizona only. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. 
new customers only. Minimum is five dollar deposit. Eligibility. Ah, <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there, Edwin. I choked on the end. Eligibility <laughs> restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbooks for details. Wow, that was terrible with the eligibility. You know I can't what, even you say know the word you right know now. now. Now that you've done that, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Oh, okay? Yeah, I can't even say that word right now. The reads about basketball. Yeah. I want your hottest basketball take for it uh, that you'd go for a bet now. Come on. Oh, for and you've a got bet? to justify it. Our sons guys are outside. So I mean, you know, yeah, I'm, they're going to come and barge in the door. I'm you a- can go justify your... My bad take to that. I love to bet points, rebounds, and assists. You know that's a flash prep, a flash bet that you can easily do. I did that with Chris Paul when he got ejected in that game, so that didn't work that day. But if you go Devin Booker, especially without Chris Paul, I think that's a lock for the over, regardless of the number. I don't even have to see the number. That's how confident Ooh. I am that that Devin Booker is going to come up with the over for points, rebounds, and assists. That's all right. of them. All of them. You got for all of them because. No, they do a thing where they like lay, let's say, 40. So mm-hmm. as long as Devin Booker gets 40, 40 in combination of points, rebounds, and assists, you're good. I'm learning things. Okay. <laughs> I got to teach you. I mean, I know it's not no footy for you. I know you don't, you, uh, you won't bet any basketball, but hey, I'm trying to teach you some stuff. Maybe get, get you some money. But hey, we'll see. Let's have some fun, though. I mean, I'm wearing a kit. I feel like it's natural to talk about. Just some good old soccer kits. What's your favorite rising kit? Now let, let let's put that disclaimer in because I mean yeah, we could we're, easily we're talk adding about the disclaimer of just rising ones. Yeah, because I mean easily we could talk about the Nigeria soccer kit, well, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen the Nigeria kits, they're always the best every World Cup. I mean, I I have like three of them. That just tells you the state of them. But the your favorite rising kit. So I was told that I couldn't pick a Bandidos kit for this, right? That would be cheating, apparently, um, is, is what I was told. So I, I am going to actually abide by that rule. Um, nice job. Despite the fact that that most of the Bandidos kits are, unfortunately, substantially better than what the club puts out, right? Yep. Which we know. I think that the best rising kit, in my opinion, was the 2019 Black and Copper. Oh. I think that that was just an iconic kit that... Featured the copper without, you know, I, I know people are like, you know, I can see there's a comment on the copper state, but come on, it's a white kit. We don't like white kits of rising. <laughs> the we, curse. We've, yeah, it's the curse, right? Come on. With now. the exception of the white kit being worn by our Lord and Savior back here, Long Tan. Long Tan. He's back He's back today, yeah. Let, let's, let's be clear. But I'm going with the black and copper. That's fair. I, I'm going to go with my favorite, right, really quick, because... I mean, I'm wearing it right now. I think the black and red design was really good last season. It's the first one I personally bought of the Rising. I mean, I'm a man of kits, so if I buy the kit, you know it's a, it's a cool jersey. So I at least got to give it a shout-out. like the Carvana, the kit. The red lines are, are clean. I feel like it's just simple, but it's effective. It is, but can we just quickly, can we get Thomas's comment back up there? Because I just, yes. Yes, yeah, Thomas, yes. Exactly. Bandidos kits are the greatest. In fact, I would go so far as to say not only uh, this stadium here, but you know, there's any USL stadium. I'm I'm gonna make that bold claim, especially when you're up against things like San Antonio's kit they released uh, yesterday. Where it was just like everyone's going, "Oh, it's so clean. It's, it's a black T-shirt. It's black. <laughs> That's it. That's all there was." And right? you can't, you it's can't black. even see. Yeah, you really can't see the. You can't <laughs> see the numbers. You can't see the sponsor. It's, it's a just... black shirt. <laughs> I give up. I give up. <laughs> Bandidos kits are just the best, though. That's fair. Yeah. We haven't talked to one man here. I mean, he's kind of a drip god himself 
and Sean and Paul. Sean, lay Let's it on us. Listen, um, I am disagreeing with Owen. I, I know we're, we're slandering the, the white kits, but those 2020 white kits with the, the different Arizona cities on the sleeves are, are very clean. I'm a man of detail, and I like, I like when you add a little local flair to the design. Um, so like those that. are probably my favorites. So if they come out with another white kit this year, Sean, are you going to cop it? or? Is... I mean, it depends. It, it, it's got to be like that that level of clean. Because mm-hmm. generally speaking, I do like I do like the black kits more, but like those those white kits in particular, I just like the I like the detail on the sleeve. But um, I like. I, I think in general, I, I in general, I agree with Owen that white is white's pretty tough for a for a. I I think a the, the comment that's just popped up there. <laughs> I think is they disagree. It really well encapsulates exactly what we think about the white kits. That is a. Uh, White is shy. What well, do, do you think that they would still feel that way if it wasn't that curse? <laughs> I mean, if they could I, just manage to get results with that, like, because I think uh, it looks uh, clean. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. But the, th- the thing about it is, that everyone has a white kit in this league. <laughs> like, it, it's boring, right? Yeah. I, I, let's do something that's and unfortunately <laughs> just you know while, while we're being fun, let's just keep <laughs> in with these comments because I think that you're being ousted here or I Ramon's mean, being ousted. Listen, I I've been telling people Sean's here to replace me. <laughs> I'm just here yeah. I'm just here as the Although backup. he does have a bad taste in fashion, so I mean the the people love it. The people want more I'm Sean. I'm not sure they do. We've got what is shut in the That's yeah. true, but I mean keep Sean on was a direct comment. That's so. true. Listen, That's true. um I'm not gonna let you get away with slandering my my taste in fashion, Owen. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, when it comes to rising kits, clearly it's wrong though. I mean, <laughs> I won't comment on anything beyond the rising kits, but just on this one, That's just true. on this one, I'm afraid that you are mistaken. All right, I, I will, I will uh, concede that you probably are more of a uh, an authority on on the rising kits in particular. To make you feel happy, Sean, I'll say this. Listen, Sean is a drip god. You know, when you, when you see Johnny, you'll be dripping. Look at that. See, so he's got the hat. He's got the nice jacket on. I mean, even the facial hair, got the glasses. Listen, this is not the Sean show, but it seems like it's turning into it. Listen, <laughs> every show at PHMX is the Sean show. Recognize. <laughs> that's what we should make it. Everyone sees more Sean. Even Jet said it. So, I mean, clearly that's, that's yeah. the fix. <laughs> but let's get talking to our final point. And, you know, please, if you're commenting, please drop any questions that you have. We'll we'll get to it and we'll answer them. But we should have some time at the end. If, if anyone wants to throw questions in, maybe we can find some time to discuss them. As long as they are in good taste, let's say, chat. In good taste, please. Yes. Questions that both me and Owen will not get to slap, like a little hand wrist slapping if we if we answer. But uh, we're going to have to do something that, you know, it looks like the creepy ex that stalks you know people that leave you know that kind of vibe where you check up on you make that sound really bad (laughs) i mean we're we're about to talk about players that have left the club and where they're going now and you're making it sound creepy no i'm not trying to make it sound creepy but isn't it it just like the x thing where you're like okay where is this x god you know are they doing good are they happy i mean come on now i feel like that's fair why are you making this weird (laughs) why why don't we say that it's like a best friend that moved to a different school and you're now you're now you're checking on them on facebook (laughs) sean you're keeping making me look bad all night long <laughs> you're putting it in a way better way than i could i was trying to be fun with it but you know what owen <laughs> fine all right owen <laughs> we'll talk about our the best friend that moved away and we're just checking in on them you know we're checking the little hello how's it going um so what's the best way you want to do this? you want to just go down the list or do you want to go take it one by one here you know what go on you, you just read the names out i know we've both got the uh 
The same thing there. Emma, Emma, stop. Why? <laughs> Emma's commenting it's an undisclosed injury. We know what the injury is. <laughs> it's a yeah. hip injury. We know, we've known this since Tuesday. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about it. Yeah. And that's why we talked about the fourth center back. But, uh, okay, but my bad. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know it was hip. But, guys, it's a hip injury. And, and that, we this is why she's the intern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> But let's go, I'll say the name where he went, and then you can add your comment on them, and we'll keep going through the list, because there's a large list. Some of the names are obviously huge. Obviously, some are waiting to see where Solo goes. So Mm -hmm. he's not on the list, because we don't know where he's going to end up, but obviously we'll follow him. But the first one, Andre Rawls. I mean, a guy that, you know, he kind of got that number one spot last Mm -hmm. season. I mean, it's kind of the reason why Lunt kind of left, because their parent club saw he wasn't getting that playing time necessarily but also due to injury let me also preface that but he his his option got declined by Colorado he seems to be on trial with Vancouver is that right yeah that's the last we we've seen he was in uh, on trial with Vancouver a couple of weeks ago um Vancouver Whitecaps in MLS but yeah at, at the moment you know <laughs> who who knows really who knows but the man we know where he's at right now is Zach Lubin the yeah, NFT Zach Lubin, god himself. Zach Lubin the NFT god himself um <laughs> Well, he obviously missed the entirety of last season through injury. Uh, he's still rehabbing that to a degree. Um, he he's become obsessed with the pigeons. Um, the pigeons of Tuesday's show fame. Um, we all. He, he's. I think he was at a conference the other day, wasn't he? Down in Mesa. Um, he was. He yeah, was. He was at a conference with uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, performing cons- about <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> That's the place to be, focusing on your <sighs> NFT game. No more We're talking about the NFTs. No again. more right. footy. No right. more. Right. There we go. We've had enough NFTs for today because we spent too long on. Oh, and did you think you, when you when day. you got this job, you're going to be talking about Snoop Dogg and NFTs? You know, I really didn't. Um, <laughs> and yet, the amount of time we spent talking about the value of those pigeons in the last episode was just too much. Too much. So let, let's move on. Let's move on. Please, let's move on. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Toby Adewale. Toby Adewale. Uh, so he obviously left during the season last year, went off to Indy 11. Now, Indy 11 has been completely and utterly gutted by yeah. Mark Lowry coming in. He has just been cutting players left, right, and center. Uh, Mark Lowry, of course, who spent a few seasons down in El Paso, really built them into a powerhouse. And uh, it, it's interesting to see that move. It makes you wonder what motivated him to move to Indy. But... Um, <laughs> I think we can guess what probably motivated him to move up there. But ultimately, Toby didn't make the cut. You know, it remains to be seen quite what, what's going to happen with him now. Yeah, so it's a big question mark. What's next for his future? But, I mean, you can still... Do you expect to see him stateside still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course I do. He's, he's a good player. Um, I think he, he kind of lost... Uh, lost favor here which is yeah. why he, he became maligned quite quickly but he started the season as a starter that's true right like if you're starting a season as a starter at phoenix rising you probably got something about you when um you know a lot of the clubs in this league are generally looking up the table towards phoenix rising yeah it ain't it ain't easy to be in that number 11 sheet so i mean like you said credit to him a name i expected to see more last season i'm not discrediting what he did in the club but I expect him to see him on the sheet, at least off the bench. Mark Noah Billingsley. Noah Billingsley. Well, that's that's an interesting one, right? Because he had his option declined by Minnesota. I think it's really, really uh, interesting to see where he's going to end up. Because again, we just don't know. Um, he's been posting a lot from New Zealand over the off season, but um, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, a name that we did see on the on the starting eleven quite a lot, a guy that resonated with the fans during his time here, Tate Schmidt. Tate Schmidt, indeed. He's uh, gone back to RSL. So, yeah, his loan came to its end. He's gone back up to RSL. Maybe he's actually going to compete for a spot up there and, and actually play in MLS this season with him. I mean, he's got the quality. I mean, mm-hmm. look, look, let's not... I mean, his runs... On the, from the from the wing back to all the way to the wing and what he could do on the field, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. So I got to give credit, man. I enjoyed watching him while he's here. So I'll definitely be following that one. I mean, we already talked about this man. Like Declan win, yeah, off to the Nisa All Stars. Uh, good luck to him there. How, how much more do we need to add? I mean, we're I don't think like, there is much more to add, is we'll, there? We'll we'll say add to him tomorrow, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> we'll give him a little shout, but. The guy we saw at the number nine spot a little late in the season. Because yeah, I don't know the, why. <laughs> John Baccaro. John Baccaro, yeah. So he's moved over to Bulgaria playing for Slavia Sofia. Uh, he scored his first goal for him recently, so uh, good for him. But, um, yeah, he's back in Europe. Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting to see that uh, at the end of the season, the situation with that number nine spot, we had to see John Baccaro at that number mm-hmm. nine spot. I mean... Mm-hmm. It, it added it added intrigue, it, was, it added a wrench to it, but hey, we'll we'll, we'll follow along. I mean, he's the, he's someone that some of the fans obviously really love, but uh, someone who didn't get get him much of a role maybe in the team, but off the bench, uh, David Luera. Ah, yeah, David Luera off to San Antonio. Now he was a guy who last season, you know, was just. He kept coming off the bench, and the guy could run and run and run and run and run and run and run, right? He, yeah. he just wouldn't stop. Now, he didn't necessarily do a lot with it, yeah. but he could run for days. And that actually is a really good fit for that San Antonio team because they're a team that like to press up high. They're a team that like to play with that really kind of like high-tempo uh, pressing system that I think is really going to fit Luera. Because he did love to just constantly run and run and run. And he played often in that number uh, number 10 kind of role. He'd replace Arturo, right? Yeah. He'd be central. But the next minute, he was out on the wings. He'd be over on the other wing. You know, he, he was covering a lot of ground in those games. So I think San Antonio is going to really suit him. Especially when that back line, you know, gets tired and they're not in the game. I mean, you know he's going to give the effort. He's going to still be there in the last 20 minutes running to every ball, even when he, when he loses it. So... He's that energetic guy, you know. He's mm-hmm. that guy who's gonna can make an impact and truly just give it his all. You know, you mm-hmm. can't you can't question his what he does defensively and all that. So mm-hmm. it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch him. But we got to move on. Another attacking option in Prince Sadie, who obviously left the club. Yeah, so Prince Sadie, we're actually gonna see him probably again this season. He's gone to Hartford, which I'm not really sure what to say about Hartford beyond <laughs> mediocre. Like, they, they've really not done a good job of putting a team together this season. Yeah. You know, you look at some of the gaps. They've gone down the uh, kind of route of just not having a true number nine in there. Yeah. You know, which is interesting. Are they going to try and put Prince in that kind of a role? Maybe. Probably not. But I just don't you know, see Prince they don't in that role. They're not necessarily as wide up the pitch as, as they could be. Um, I, I think it's... It's just going to be interesting to see how he settles in there. Now, he's not the only X-Rising player there. Peter Lee Vassell, um, who we saw briefly in that, the end of that 2019 season when he came on loan from LAFC, is also at Hartford. But I'm just intrigued to see how they fit him in. But, you know, it's I wouldn't be too confident in Hartford's chances this season. Let's put it that way. Well, they haven't recruited 
too many people, as you mentioned, and it just seems like they haven't progressed forward. And it seems like they're they just taking steps. They actually fell away in the last half of last yeah, season. Yeah, they, they was... took in a lot of steps back. But yeah. I don't think Sadie's that answer at number nine for them. But I mean, <laughs> I'd hope they're not trying to play him up there. I, I, I think it would be a, a very strange choice if they did go for that. But who knows? To be fair, I was critical about Bukero being that number nine. But hey, I mean, he got some goals up there. He did. He did, in fairness. You got you to give him credit there. But all the headlines this offseason, obviously, obviously you got a lot on Twitter, was about Solomon Asante. And whether he's going to come back, it was officially confirmed he wasn't coming back. So, Owen, the people need to know, where is Solo going? <laughs> I mean, the answer is just to shrug. Um, <laughs> look, he's been in talk with some USL teams. It hasn't really progressed to the point where, you know, a deal can actually be made. Um, it it's really uncertain at this point, and part of that, I know we've we've almost done this one to death, but, like, as a winger to suffer a hamstring injury in your early 30s and you lose that yard of pace, it is a killer. Yeah. Right? And we saw that in the second half of the season when he was struggling to score goals. He was just battling through that nagging injury that has continued, and he's continued getting treatment for the offseason for it. It's hard. And, you know, I think there are probably a couple of other teams in USL that would be interested. Would they be able to pay what he'd probably want to be paid? Who knows? Is he interested to go back in the States? Is that something that we know? Or is he going to... Well, he's open to it from all I gather. He's been in the negotiations with some of these clubs. So, you know. I mean, I know the fans want to see where he's going to go. I mean, I've seen it even on Twitter. There's a movement of where where is Solo, where is Solo. So follow closely on that one. But no names. Say Adekoya. Shea the Nigerian, yeah. He, we don't know where he's going. Um, he was on loan. <laughs> Again, this is a this lot is of these, a, a lot of, especially, and that's because it is a product. With guys like Shea Adekoya, it's kind of like a product of the trialist system, right? Yeah. It's the fact that clubs bring these guys in, don't sign them to contracts in the preseason, just yeah. so they can try them out and work out what they want to do, but they never name him, okay? So he'll go out and he might play for some of these teams, but he'll be trialist four. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything to us. That's um, true. And then, you know, it goes on and on and on. That's... Look, who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll hopefully find out. I, I think he's probably got a, a future in, in USL, but it's it's a question of where at this point. My favorite thing is that a lot of this list is unknown, you know? <laughs> like, a lot of them are. Yeah, a lot of it them really are is. It's, But that also speaks to where USL is in the pecking order, right? Yeah. There's, yes, now Nice has come up, and yes, there's League One, but... There's not a lot of room to drop off. If you have a bad season, where do you go? I mean, you're right. I mean, but my favorite thing, though, to continue the point, is just like it's all unknown. Yeah, we know Lubin is in the NFT game. I mean, that... pigeons. Pigeons. <laughs> Gotta bring back the pigeons. They're godly. Come bring on. Bring back now. the pigeons. Someone we do know where he's going to end up, and we're going to see Rising Face him later in the year. We are. In the number nine spot. David Egbo. We'll yeah, see David if Egbo. I mean, if he is the number nine there. I'm almost expecting they're going to try and put him in the number nine spot. I'm intrigued how that works out because he, while he hit the ground running here, he fell away very quickly. Um, he scored, I believe, a brace on like the 18th of July and didn't score again until roughly the same time in October. Mm-hmm. And something that you saw was just the way that his confidence was beaten out of him when Rufat Dadashov left. And he was struggling to score. And you could see this is a kid who was in his first professional season and he had the weight of the entire team on his shoulders and he couldn't score. Yeah. And you just watched as the confidence was just draining out of him game after game after game. It really hit low after that Oakland loss. 
I mean, that's partly the reason why we saw him book here at the number nine. I mean, because mm-hmm. we saw Darren Maddox, and I think he was the the short term resolution. But come in Bacaro at that number nine spot. I mean, partially because of Egbo's confidence. It just seemed, and it's not like he didn't have his chances. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. the team was unfairly setting him up. He had his chances, and even every time in, in the in the press conference afterwards, are we are we worried he's not hitting that? Are you are we worried? So hopefully he regains his confidence over there. I mean. I think he can be a good player. He just needs add to the number nine. What's your what's your role? Mm-hmm. Put the ball in the back of the net. So you, I mean, we'll, we'll see if he can do it over there in Memphis. Um, but when when you look at this list, I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot spot again. Who's gonna have the brightest future Ooh. of of this? Yeah, I'm right. That is a question. I'm, I'm putting Owen right on the spot. You here. really are there. Um. <laughs> And they're going to clip this and probably see this. Oh, no, don't do that to me. Um, <laughs> I think that Egbo has potential if he's played in the right way. Um, okay. And he's someone who was really highly regarded when he came down to Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. He was someone that a lot of Whitecaps fans were really kind of pinning some hopes on. And there was actually, especially given how poor Whitecaps were playing, mm-hmm. some of them at one point, especially when he was scoring those goals early doors, were talking about can we recall him? Can we get him back? Well, that's obviously not the case after what then followed. Um, he yeah. struggled for a while. But I think that he's got the potential to have the brightest future. I think, you know, some of the other guys are that, like, mid-career and they've kind of hit the point now where they are all they're going to be. Mm. Um, you know, they're not going to go and be superstars. I think, yeah, if I had to pick anyone, I'm going to go with David Egbo. I like that. I think that's very fair. I... For me, I've always, I was always a fan of Rawls' skills at that 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 goalkeeping spot, and I really do think that he did a great job. Now, where that translates into, an, you know, an MLS team, which you said he's traveling Vancouver and all that, I think he could do great. So I think it's truly what spots can give him that number one role because I think there's a lot of competition, especially in the MLS, for that top goalkeeper, and they know by this point who that is. So, what side could fit him the best? I don't know. That's my biggest issue. I think with Egbo, you know where he's at and yeah. you need the role that he can fit. So I can give you that. And it's hard for goalkeepers, right? Because if you're not number one, you're not playing. Exactly. Like, yeah. you, you know, you have to be. It's not like, you know, Egbo can go join an MLS team, get 10 minutes off the bench. And if he does well, suddenly he can fight his way into the squad. You don't get that if you're a goalkeeper. And not a lot of teams do the rotation that Rising did last no, season. No, no, they don't. Exactly. You don't yeah, want to see... Was, that was strange. That was... <laughs> honestly, the, the Rolls one game lunt the next was weird. Um, are we going to see I'm, that? I'm quite happy that it doesn't look like that's going to be happening again this year. No, no Lalo and Ben Lunt I don't think in, in the same way. Not in the same way. That's fair. <laughs> that's, that's very fair. I mean... Before we wrap this up, obviously this has been a great episode. Any last notes about you know? Obviously, we're heading to tomorrow. This, this great doubleheader. Come on, you got to give the fans something. They they they're waiting for. They they want something. They want content. They they uh, want. Well, obviously, you know, make sure to follow us tomorrow be, because yeah. we are gonna have a lot of a lot of yeah. Lala for the number one. That's, a, that's an interesting. You see, they want the take, competition. Michael. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Well, you want competition. I mean, and that's something that Rising always, you know, you always hear out of Rick is they want competition because he thinks that that's what pushes them on to be to be as good as they can be. But, you know, I, speaking of a goalkeeper, your third choice, yeah, actually, there's a oh, good question. That's a um, great question. Not so sure. Jadine White, I believe, has left. Um, in general, third goalkeepers are somewhat of a luxury in this league. Um, 
a lot of the time you get an academy kid. You know, I'm going to be straight with you there because Brandon Keniston is a perfect example, academy kid. Um, there's another one whose name escapes me, but also academy kid. Landon Carter? Yeah, there's Landon Carter. Landon yeah. Carter, another academy kid. I did kid, talk to him about you. Right? It, it, it's hard because do you really want to pay the... You know, a third-choice goalkeeper is not seeing the field. Barring an utter disaster, they're just not seeing the field. They want Lumen back. They want the NFT I th- guy I, I wonder if he's too invested in the pigeons to make a return. <sighs> he can do both at the same time. Come on. You he's busy in the metaverse. <laughs> Give the guy a break. No, he wants to be both in the meta in here. Come on now. Come on. He's busy putting up his gallery of uh, things in the in the metaverse. Oh. <laughs> oh, by the way, hi, hi to Phoenix Rising Nation who's just showed up. I'm surprised that they haven't been active on the comments. I mean, that explains it. They just arrived. Sorry that you weren't here for the whole shebang, yeah. but hey. So Give him a shirt plug just because, you know, it's it's time. Well, I mean, you were wearing the shirt. It was a perfect time I for am, you to plug it. Come know, on I now. I need you to talk while I model. Okay, so you'll be the beautiful model himself. Yeah. Please, if you haven't gotten it yet, PHNX Rising shirt. It is. It looks great, even in person. I mean, come on. even yeah, It's the uh, soccer bib. It's a soccer bird. Even Sean DePaz, the, the drip man himself, approves of it. So if he does approve of it, you got to get it at PHNX Locker. I mean, there's there's other options in there, like Suns and all that, but why wouldn't you go with the rising one? I think it's the most beautiful shirt. I'm not biased at all. Come on now. <laughs> but, just a little bit of bias. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. I mean, first game coming up, we want to see everyone wearing that. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, and also... Right before we wrap up, you know, goals for 500 followers on Twitter. Please send us suggestions. Yeah. Owen, Owen will take the suggestions. I mean, he wasn't too happy well, about the all, early all, one. all I can say, all I can say is that the more of you that buy the shirts and subscribe to the, uh, or follow us on Twitter, the easier yeah. you make it when I go around and say, we need a Santi going to score some goals t-shirt. It makes uh, it easier for us to make that case. So that's please, true. Please. You know, we want to bring more. They'll, they'll trust us to, to m- yeah. make more content. So please, please let us do that. But again, that will do it for this edition of PHX Rising for my partner, Owen Evans, and the guy behind producer who killed it all night long. Sean to pause. They want a little more of you, so give it to them, Sean. Can never get enough, Sean. <laughs> this is turning into the Sean Show next week. It's going to be called PHNX Sean. Don't you worry, guys. We'll make the judgments. But thanks again for listening, and make sure to... And no landing shirts. No landing shirts. You're right about that. Make sure to like, you know, give a follow to a, wherever you get your podcast and share it. But thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.